Yay! The kids are finally asleep. So, do you feel like? I've got a feeling a boss fight's coming up. Ooh! I just got wrecked. Headshot, baby. Ooh! It's your turn to get the baby. So, are you up to the challenge? Run, 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 run! And we're dead. That's when I realized I have no idea what I'm doing. GG. Hey, hey, hey! Look who's here! It's the gamers. It's the parents, and you're back on another episode of the Gamer Parents Podcast. This is episode sixty-five. My name is Joanne, and I'm joined by my wonderful and amazing husband, Kevin. Hello. You are really changing up the script this week. Oh yeah! If this is your first time here, Kevin and I, we are gamers and parents of two kids, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And before we begin, let's kick it off with Kevin. How has your week been going? Yeah, so our week, really, our whole month has kind of been a weird one.、Um, like we mentioned prior episodes, kids were sick a little bit. And that kind of made things rough. Also, sleeping habits have kind of been disrupted. Very much disrupted. And I feel like our two-year-old has gained a habit of if she doesn't fall asleep right away at night, she'll just get up and come out of her room and come find us.、Mm-hmm. Which usually most nights ends up being three, four, five times of putting her back to bed. Yep. Which can last over the course of like an extra hour longer than it should. Yep. So, just a tip for parents out there: if you only have one child and you think that there is no excuse for the kids to have a toddler rail just yet, keep them in the crib for as long as you can. For hours, because we have two, she was like getting into the habit of climbing over the rail because she's watching her older brother do it, and that's why we had to switch it up earlier. I think it's actually a year earlier, right? Then almost something like that. Yeah, than our first kid. So that's just a tip for you guys. Yeah, just something to obviously be prepared for, and something that kind of cut into our after the kids are asleep time, and sometimes our own sleep.、Mm-hmm. But speaking of the kids being sick at some points during the month, we did a few things to try to make them better. Yes. So. It's been two episodes that we have been talking about them being sick, right? So it's about two weeks, and this is the third episode of them being sick. Well, they're not really sick anymore, yeah, per se, but it's been a lot recently.、Mm-hmm. And that's like almost three weeks of taking turns getting sick. They're really just like kind of cold symptom、mm-hmm. sick, not really anything more than that. Yeah, but because it. Disrupts our sleep and just the lack of rest and the lack of gaming kind of brought me to a more desperate desperate measures. Yes, yes, like all of that got me into taking some desperate countermeasures, and I kind of like want to bring this topic of discussion up with Kevin today. Is about modern medicine versus cultural remedies. <laughs> So Kevin, when you were growing up and you were sick, what do you normally do? I mean, what do your parents do for you? Obviously, there is medication,、uh, whatever the doctor has prescribed, pretty、mm-hmm. much.、Uh, chicken noodle soup, Seven Up, 
and lots of rest. Seven up? Yeah, really? Seven up. Oh, wow. I don't remember why, hmm. but that was always a thing. I actually might, might look that up later. But yeah, obviously, yeah, Gatorade, yeah. anything with electrolytes, mm-hmm. lots of water. Mm-hmm. And yeah, main thing is lots of sleep, not staying up late, going to sleep early. Yep. To get better as quickly as possible. But that was pretty much it. Okay, yeah. So we did that, right? We did that. <laughs> yes, we did all most of that. All well, that. most of that. We didn't do seven up. We did Gatorade. I think that's yeah. probably that's probably even better. Like I would think. They don't they don't drink soda. So. Yeah. True, true that. What about you? So for me, normally when when someone gets sick at home, we would cut onions and have cut onions place in the room. Mm-hmm within the house itself so the theory was like this cut onions would actually absorb all the germs and the viruses whatever that's bothering so yeah with two weeks of well two weeks of kids being a little bit sick yeah i decided to buy three pounds of onions i thought we were making burgers (laughs) and i cut them up and put it into each and every room you know anything it's not hurting them it smells good Uh, depends who you ask (laughs) yeah true depends who you ask (laughs) and made us cry a little more than we normally would have (laughs) exactly maybe that's why i cried while watching naruto (laughs) (laughs) anyways yeah so this is what desperation got me doing and another most interesting thing that we do was to boil a hard-boiled egg and then while it's hot you wrap it up in a washcloth or something and then you wrap it over the body of the person who has the fever or cold Mm -hmm. if i'm ever sick i opt out of this one okay you don't you don't (laughs) need to do this one on me uh, no matter how desperate you are i thought i did it on you once (laughs) i don't think so uh, I don't think I would have went for that, but I know our our four year old is not a fan of that one. Yeah, because he says it smells. Yeah, which he's probably not wrong. <laughs> well, that was because I messed up. I think because so I wasn't sure. I didn't really remember exactly how it was done on me. So I peeled the hard boiled egg, and I guess I should have left the shell on so it wouldn't smell. But okay. Yeah. And what's the the theory behind that one, do we know? So the theory behind that was that it opened the pores on the skin and through those open pores, that heat in your body, that's trapped in your body would come out like chakra. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, yeah, uh, we did that. And now our four-year-old is really not a fan of hard-boiled eggs yeah he's gonna be <laughs> scarred of the smell of hard-boiled eggs <laughs> or anything that looks like hard-boiled eggs. yeah even now we're like do we need to put more egg on you and he'd, he'd be like no <laughs> anything but eggs <laughs> yeah uh, but these are things obviously that were very new and and foreign for me yeah um and obviously i still don't necessarily believe them mm-hmm. but i kind of more or less just kind of turn a blind eye of you know, whenever I walk in the room and there's a plate of onions, <laughs> perfectly good onions going to waste, or... Um, if you see hard-boiled egg on the stove. Yeah, <laughs> or you chasing our son around with an egg. <laughs> uh, just kind of let you do your thing. Yeah. 
it's 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 not an instead of the modern medicine. Of course. But yep. the funny thing is, I actually Google about the onions, and apparently, um, the National Onion Association mentioned that that was actually something that people in the past, I think, in the early 1900s, did during the bubonic plague or some kind of flu back then. Uh-huh. And that's what they they were recommended to do. And I guess through words of mouth and traditions, it got passed down and it even reached all the way to Asia. It's interesting. Is this a thing that like everybody knew in Asia or is this like a just your family thing? No, it's a lot of people knew. It's not just my family. But like in, in COVID, probably like egg sales skyrocketed. Yeah, probably. And onions. And onions, yeah. <laughs> Here they lost like toilet paper and then back yeah. there we lost onions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that was an interesting turn of events. But the good news is our son got well and everyone recovered thanks to both. Thanks to something. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> thanks to something. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to God. Yeah. Yes. And we brought him back to school earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And then he came back home from school with a fever and a pain in the abdomen. And a tummy so, ache. Yeah. Saying his stomach hurt. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Take was it the down. next day that you took him to see his doctor? The yep. next morning, I think? Mm-hmm. His pediatrician. His pediatrician. And I wasn't there for it, but the pediatricians had a hunch that it may have been his appendix. Well, she didn't say it was his appendix. She just said, like, it could range from... A mild stomach bug to like worst case scenario appendicitis because it's sudden um, that spike of temperature. He was like a hundred and two point six, right? Mm-hmm. And his abdominal area was like kind of tender to touch and just hurting. So you know, it's like very difficult as parents to figure out what's wrong with our kids because number one, when they're babies, they just cry. And then when they're toddlers, they just can't verbalize it or quantify the magnitude of the pain, right? Yeah, they can't really explain things mm-hmm. very well. They can and just... you almost kind of have to go off of their reactions, right? Exactly. If, uh... If they're just saying it hurts versus if they're crying in mm-hmm. pain, right? That's obviously a big difference. Yeah. And our son also happened to be like the kind that could bring tears to his eyes. Like yeah, within when, seconds. When the imaginary chocolate milk is all gone. Yeah. Yeah. That's an inside joke over here. Yeah. But yeah, he can kind of make himself cry. And it's not because of the cut onions, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And who knows it might be they've been around they were around all during all this so <laughs> yeah that's funny anywho we didn't want to take it lightly i mean like if they're old enough then it's easier to shrug it off you know but at that age where they can't really verbalize it i'm i'm just afraid i mean if you're a parent you understand like what if i turn a blind eye on it and and then you know it, I'm just thinking worst case scenarios, the appendix ruptured or, you know, all that comes into my mind and I, I can live with myself for ignoring his cries and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I panic when the doctor mentioned the range, of course, 
we tend to go towards the worst case scenario and she just said like just go from his actions if he's crying and he can't do much you know like that's when you need to go to the emergency room right mm -hmm. so that night that same night um he started like you know having trouble sleeping from the pain to the point where when he goes to the bathroom he's like i can't look down i can't look up because my tummy hurts and i'm like just thinking like okay this seems serious if you can't even move your head up or down because of your tummy and that means it has to be serious i asked him like can you touch your toes and he's like no i can't reach i can't bend my body to touch my toes so this was when i told kevin kevin we gotta go we gotta go to the emergency room right now so that was around midnight right yeah um so he was asleep for probably a good two two and a half hours before mm -hmm. that and then he woke up had to go to the bathroom and that's you know when all that happened what you just went through mm -hmm. but yeah i think it was around midnight or so when we kind of made the decision that we should go in yep so we had one of their grandparents come over to watch the two-year-old so we could take our son to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. And I think we got there like what, by 1 a.m.? Yeah. And waited in the waiting room for maybe... Actually, we weren't there for too long before at least like a nurse got to see us and got to check do a checkup on Dylan. Yep. And she asked him to do some things. Such as hop like a bunny. <laughs> which he did splendidly. Yeah. With no issues. He did some karate kicks for the nurse, showing yeah. off his ninja skills. Mm-hmm. Probably saw that from Naruto. And he also touched his toes in there as well. Yep. Suddenly he could touch his toes. Yes, which was good. He was he was able you know, he wasn't having any pain or anything, but it was nothing really like what it was when you know an hour before when we were at home mm -hmm. it was also when we were at home right after he had like woken up so i noticed like when he's sleepy or tired or that sort of thing he's kind of i think i don't think over dramatic is the right term <laughs> but like he has a hard time like being happy or positive about things mm -hmm. when he's not like in the mood for it he sees the world in red yeah, and I think so when we were at the hospital, he kind of had like that, oh, where are we? Adrenaline yep. kind of going on. Like he felt good about mm -hmm. everything and he could suddenly do everything. Yep. And when we finally did, you know, get to see the doctor, it was like what? 4 a.m.? Um, 4 a.m., yeah. So it was a three-hour wait in the waiting room at first. And I think part of it is because, you know, he was in such high spirits when he met the nurse that, you know, they know not to prioritize. Because I, I saw, like, so. some people who came in later than us got treated first because they seemed like they were in worse shape. Yeah. So. It makes sense, but it was just funny how he was on his adrenaline rush, like you mentioned, and he was awake the entire time. Yeah, so I mean, remember, we have normal schedules where, mm -hmm. you know, we are normally asleep at night during these hours. I mean, yeah, so we, we didn't get to see the doctor till like after 4 a.m. We are normally like asleep for like a good five, six hours before this. Yeah. So... We were really tired, really exhausted. Mm -hmm. Especially you, because I took a nap the day before. So you, no, that but, day. No, well, yeah, techni yeah, technically the day before, because we're talking about after midnight. Yeah, and then you were working, like, starting from early morning till... Yeah. Yeah, so it was harder on you, that's for sure. You were awake for over 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he... 
he was in high spirits. He was awake. We didn't get home till six. So what happened at the hospital? I'll let you talk more about the test. Then. Yeah, they did an ultrasound on him. Uh, yes, a urine test, and they did a a swab test for like stomach viruses and COVID and flu and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And everything came back negative. The ultrasound, everything looked fine. The, mm-hmm. They were checking his appendix, basically. The technician did say that it seemed like there was like some gas in his stomach or in that area. Yep. So maybe that's kind of where he feels some of the pain. Mm-hmm. Good news is it's not appendicitis. Yep. Uh, it wasn't any kind of virus or bug or anything. So we think we just need to give him like a higher fiber diet. Mm-hmm. And also the entire time that he was at the hospital, his temperature was 97.7. Like, I don't know what happened to the other five degree. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was definitely way better. Normal. I think it's amazing like what our body can do with the chemicals that it can make and even like adrenaline or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The same thing like when you have like a really big day of, you know, either work or school or just anything in life and like you don't really feel sick or get sick. But or then, sleepy. Like, <laughs> yeah, or sleepy. Like you have way more energy. Yeah. Kind of like that. Um, you know, also the same same kind of thing when you are feel like you're in danger. Mm-hmm. Like you have way more like energy and focus. Yeah. You know, and on all of that. That's for sure. Yeah. So our son became pretty much like the guy in Limitless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he was fine. He was like still awake. Mm-hmm. He never like napped or like wanted to go to sleep or like he never wanted to go home. Yeah, he was watching Bluey the entire time. Yeah, he was watching cartoons on TV for like most of the time in the <laughs> waiting room and in when we got to his room. Yeah. But yeah, then so everything turned out to be nothing serious. So now we know that. We know it's nothing serious going on. Mm-hmm. And that actually made me feel way better. Like... It's just good to know. I mean, yes, we were concerned, but we're just glad, right? That everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely glad that everything is okay. And that day coming back, we didn't, we actually didn't get back to like closer to seven. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to work that day because this is the middle of the oh, week. Yeah. True. So I, I texted my team and was like, uh, I'm just getting home from the emergency room. Like, give me a couple of hours. Uh, and I will be working. Yeah, because you have a presentation that morning too, right? Around yeah, 11 so I have a, a meeting that I have a pretty big part of um, once a week. And that kind of just happened to be that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I you know, slept a couple hours before that, got up, got ready for that. And kind of just muscled my way through, yeah. <laughs> through that, even though I was really dragging and really kind of running on just a couple of hours of sleep. And really, it took like a few days after that to even feel like I got caught up. I kind of feel like I got caught up now. And this was this all happened, I guess, really like almost three days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two to three days ago. Yeah. So for whatever reason, we can't really pull all-nighters anymore. Yeah. And be more or less unaffected. Yeah. A uh, lot harder on our bodies. I think it's something about getting old, probably. Yeah, that's for sure. Gone were the days where you could just game all night. Yeah, just take a short nap like the next morning and then be good for the day. Yeah. 
Yeah, trying to do that here did not work out the same like how I remember it. <laughs> Our son seems to get a hang of it though by being awake till almost seven the next day. It was funny, like weren't you telling me um, at the emergency room that he's a night owl? <laughs> yeah, just like kind of watching him. Like obviously he could have gone to sleep his normal bedtime, mm-hmm. uh, but he was just able to like. Stay awake and watch TV until basically until like six in the morning. Yeah, and he's four. <laughs> yeah, so I I can't even imagine him when he's in high school or college. Yep, and he doesn't nap either. So it was it was amazing. Yeah, but anyways, it was like a whirlwind of a week that lasted more than just that morning, you know. And another thing, our two year old was asleep that whole entire time. So even like while we were there, I was like. I turned to you and I was like, just just remember that our two-year-old Faith is still going to wake up like at 7 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> like pretty much when we're getting home. So thankfully, we had a lot of help from my parents yep. with her, mm-hmm. especially while we were gone and that next morning so that we could go back and actually get some sleep. Yeah. Otherwise, with her up, it would have been like zero sleep. Yeah. So that's more or less how at least a few days of our week went yeah it's all in a daze in a daze which was rough there was some good news in there that wasn't anything bad with dylan happening mm-hmm. and then kind of outside of that the rest of the week we watched a lot of naruto as usual yeah just That's kind of been the thing the last few weeks no movies yeah even some nights instead of gaming because we're we're down to just one computer mm-hmm We'll just kind of watch that show together. Yep. And we are at the end of season five. Yep, we are. And I think there's eight or nine seasons. So we're steadily making our way through. Yeah. And it's just so much emotions going through. I'm I'm so glad for it. Some of the episodes are straight up therapy, like I mentioned last week. So yeah, getting through this week with... I've been harder without Naruto. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. There's like a, there's a character for everybody and they kind of cover all of their bases in terms of all the different kinds of people. And all the different like. kind of hurt. Yeah. It's seriously, you'd be like, oh wow, this person reminds me of so-and-so in real life. And mm-hmm. like, it's totally something like they would do or something like that. True. But it just, it's, it's so weird and foreign and like a really bizarre world, but at the same time, it's things that are so recognizable that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Yep, definitely. So yeah, that was a week in life. We pretty much shared that together. <laughs> yeah, and that was kind of all, all the same. Um, we're talking about gaming now? Yeah, let's go. So I'll, I'll um, start. This isn't video gaming, but it's kind of gaming. But... This was after the whole emergency room experience. Dylan and I were just hanging out, and he really wanted to play Giant Uno. So it's basically Uno, except the cards are enormous. I don't know the point of Giant Uno. It's kind of like Giant Jenga. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I mean, instead of being normal-sized cards, they are maybe like half a foot tall. Yeah, go big or go home. And, like, you can't even shuffle these. They're so huge. Like, I don't know how anyone could shuffle this deck of cards. Uh, that was probably the biggest challenge. 
And everything else was exactly the same. They just were giant Uno cards. They all looked like the regular old Uno cards. And when we played together, instead of like, it's kind of hard for him to hold all of the cards because they're <laughs> so huge and his hands are small. Yeah. So we'll just like play with the cards laid out on the table so we can like see everything. Mm-hmm. Although I'm pretty sure he's not strategizing that much around what cards he can see that I have. Yeah. But yeah, so we played some Uno in a very different and unique way. That was fun. It was. It was really fun. I'm, I'm proud of him for his sportsmanship. Yeah. That's something that his sportsmanship is on that I always try to work with him on that he really hates losing yeah he's right? very competitive that's for he's sure super competitive everything is a competition i was giving the kids ice cream with sprinkles the other day and he was saying my ice cream has more sprinkles right than faves so i won and i'm like it's not a competition i think i put equal sprinkles i'm not sure i did not count but it's the same then he's like no i win <laughs> yeah or you know, if we'll need if the kids need to put their socks on or something like that, we'll be like, all right, go go grab your socks, go put them on, and like he'll run there and like race his little sister and try to put his socks on before she can get her socks on. Yeah, and just he makes everything a race or a competition. Yeah, and I'm like, was and it a competition? <laughs> and if he thinks he lost, then he'll get kind of upset and he'll be like, I like winning. So I'm just always trying to tell him, like, you know, it's it's okay to. To not win everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where he got that from, but I know I was pretty competitive in my younger days. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to make him, trying to calm him down a little bit. Yeah. Around that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's no necessity for emotion, no damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also in gaming this week, I know we kind of went on a tangent there from Uno, but. There has been a lot of Marvel Snap from both of us. Yeah. I do see you playing it a little bit, which is cool because it's a game that I love. Mm-hmm. We got to duel one. We did. We did the friendly battles, which was the f- a first for both of us. Like, well, one duel or whatever, which is you basically play against each other until mm-hmm. one person loses enough times. Yeah. It's like a five round thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I tried to use one of my least powerful decks because it wouldn't really be fair because you don't Mm -hmm. have i still used a lot of cards you don't even have yet so it was still probably unfair but yeah i could probably make like something specific and like a weaker deck to more that's like a starter one Mm -hmm. but it was fun we got to yeah play against each other there's a few good matches in there Mm -hmm. you took a w a few times yeah and there were times where my my scores were really close to you like just by a couple points away even though i lost but i was proud of myself in that Mm -hmm. sense yeah you did good and i didn't i didn't uh, pull any punches Mm -hmm. i played kind of like how i normally would yeah didn't like skip turns for no reason i kind of went went all out for whatever i could yeah and you did really good thank you it was fun it was definitely um interesting to fight someone who has different set of cards because i think right now all my opponents are kind of like in the same stage as i am Mm because i always see like the similar kind of cards and it's just cool to see other sets available and yeah it's not really until like way later when you're playing against people and they could Mm -hmm. really have anything yeah and that's it's fun because you don't really know what you're going to come across. Exactly. Whereas if you're in the same place as everybody else, everyone has the same cards and it feels mm-hmm. kind of stale. 
Yeah, another thing I notice now as we progress through the game, I do realize like you get used to the locations and you kind of like can build a deck that is suitable for certain types of strategies such as like discard deck or uh, moving deck, mm-hmm. movement deck, whatever you call it. Um, there are decks that are specifically intended for like power ups. Yeah, there's yeah around there's destroy, there's yeah. move, there's discard, there's it's, all kinds of stuff. Patriot decks. Yes, yeah. this it's just interesting because now I start to see more and more people trying to make those kind of strategy. You know, with mm-hmm. whatever cards they have. So yeah, I'm kind of like um, pretty much learning. You have a favorite card yet? Yes, um, like right now, Gamora is my to-go card for winning. <laughs> what yeah. do you call it? The Trump card? <laughs> Gamora is not a bad card at all. I still use her in some of my decks, especially if you can strategize and figure out where your opponent's going to play a card Yeah. next. Then you can yeah get 12 power for 5 energy. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. It's pretty good. I like it. I mean, between Gamora and Odin... So yeah, if Odin's a lot of fun too, depending on how what many on reveals you, you use with them. Yeah. Yeah. So these two are like currently my go-to cards that I would not remove from my current deck. Very cool. So what else have you been playing this week besides Marvel Snap? Um, same old puzzles and Survivor Resident Evil collaboration. Mm-hmm. Anything when... changed with you on that one? Any... Yes, I am currently level twenty-two commander, <laughs> which is getting closer to those higher up people in the level thirty. Mm-hmm. They are more active this week in attacking other sanctuaries and guilds, so that's exciting. I got to be part of that. I guess you have to be like strong enough to like start attacking other people, you know. And then last Tuesday, we actually, this is before our son got sick and all that. Um, so last Tuesday, we actually managed to stream me playing a horror game, which is actually the community goal that we have set up like a couple mm-hmm. months ago. But yeah, we picked the mortuary assistant. Yep. And at first it was kind of fun, you know, during the tutorial, it's daytime. I mean, still, so you're a mortuary assistant, like the title, and then you embalm bodies and stuff. So it starts like a tutorial and that was during the daytime, but still um, there's like jump scares and weird things happening. Not as much, but still did. And then you kind of feel like, okay. This is fun at first, and then it takes a morbid turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and at one point, like one hour into the stream, I told Kevin, like, please come in here and be with me because I kind of got goosebumps and, you know, I start to feel the chill coming down my spine. It it just gets more um, creepy. And yeah, I am not going to give any spoilers, but... Apparently, like there are three bodies, and then there's a demon that is bound to one of the bodies, and you have to figure out which body it's in. But there's sigils around the mortuary that you have to figure out where they are, and at the same time, figure out the name of the demon through the sigils. And then you have to mark the body that you think has the demon and then burn it. So that would banish the demon. 
and it was really hard to play because you know you're trying to get the bodies embalmed asap and and just crazy things are happening around you and you feel like you're losing your mind at one point like towards the end i was already like you know screw this i'm just gonna pick one body i'm not even gonna try and figure it out because number one it was getting late and number two i was freaked out because lights are turning on and off and i'm afraid of the dark even though i know it's just a game yeah they do a really good job at kind of making you just want to like not move in the game yes because like they'll turn off the lights and kind of the same way like in real life i remember like as a kid when i was afraid like in my room or something like i would just like stay still or like don't move kind of thing right like yeah like don't turn around because something might be behind you right yeah and it's like it's almost easier not to look exactly than to like look and you know and try to advance forward in the story or whatever your objectives are. Yeah. Like, it, it's just the, the fear of it, yes. like, slows you down. It it does. Like, even going past uh, the bathroom mirror, I would try not to look at the mirrors because when I did, I've always seen, like, something yeah. staring back at me. Or... I remember even at that time, like, the thing you were looking for was, like, right below the mirror. Yeah, like, so, the like, purpose. You had to look there kind of to get the information that you needed but like you kept missing it because you were trying not to look at the mirror exactly i was just trying to run away and try and look at it from as far as i can and at some point i actually like jump out of my seat and have my headphones go fall over because of the jump scares it was crazy i didn't think i was a person that could get easily scared but yeah that was super creepy and we did get the best possible ending out of luck pure luck because i was already done so done with the game um there are endings where it's like game over you get possessed or i don't know there are five different endings i only got one i was ready to lose the game but i burned the right body so that was lucky for me but i will still be playing it not sure if i would stream it again but I would definitely still play it to see the other endings and it's the kind of game that kind of scares you even after you play the game because then I'll when I go use the bathroom at night I would not look into the mirror (laughs) (laughs) really I didn't know this part yeah so yeah if you're into horror games definitely check this out it's called the mortuary assistant and I think it was like voted one of the most scary games in 2022 Hmm, wow yeah yeah for me i don't really like being scared i don't know if i would ever really enjoy those games but i don't know there were so many times i kept asking kevin next to me to like you move for me i don't want to oh, look not, at the screen i wouldn't do it yeah and he wouldn't no. do it he was like nope this is your game you got to do it and i'm like no and this is what you wanted not me. i would actually cover my eyes and do it and like you know peep through my uh, fingers yeah there's one time you just like covered your eyes and just ran through the hallway yeah. And like all these scary things were happening that I was watching, watching <laughs> just because I, I but you can't hear them. the controls. <laughs> True, it was not nearly as scary for me, but I was just like watching you run through and all these crazy things happening, but you being totally oblivious because you were closing your eyes. Yeah, no, I actually peeped through my fingers, but it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you want to see clips of those, um, definitely check them out. Yeah, so it's... that was over. Everything was on Twitch. Mm-hmm. So it's on our Twitch channel, which we'll talk about shortly. Yeah, but that's it for 
all the games that I played this week before we started going to the emergency room and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, for this week in gaming, really the only thing other than Marvel Snap was Returnal. And I think I only played it once or twice this week. There wasn't a whole lot of gaming. Yeah, and that was also before... Yeah, that was before all the crazy hecticness at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And in Returnal, I'm still kind of stuck on that third boss, which is crazy. And it's a fun fight, and I'm still enjoying it. I'm kind of still enjoying getting there. Mm -hmm. I I know I'm kind of the kind where if I get stuck and I feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over again to no avail, like I will lose interest. my motivation <laughs> and interest in pushing forward. So as long as I beat that boss, like probably sometime in the next couple of weeks, I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. But if I just kind of keep banging my head against that same boss over and over again, then I might give up hope. So, yeah. I don't know. This is the life of gamer parents when you only have two hours a night to play it, so... Yeah, it's not that often that I don't finish a game because of its difficulty. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at God of War. I finished that on the hardest difficulty. Yeah, proud of you. I didn't give up, even though I really wanted to at times, so I don't think I'll give up on this one. I mean, Returnal overall doesn't seem like that long of a game. Yeah. It's just longer because you keep... You're just retrying. Yeah. Like you're restarting constantly. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I think I'll still probably finish it, but... We'll see. Yeah. I just need to try harder. But I think that's it for, for life and games for us. Yeah. Um, I know it was kind of a longer update this week on everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. But I guess we can run through new game releases. That would be next. Let's go. All right. So, we have After Image on all consoles and PC. Strayed Lights on all consoles and PC. Desta, The Memories Between on Switch and PC. The Centennial Case, a Shijima story on iOS and Android. Bramble, The Mountain King on all consoles and PC. Kizuna AI, Touch the Beat on PS4, Switch, PSVR, and PC. Lego Brick Tales on iOS and Android. Live a Live, Live Alive, I don't know which one that is, on PS5, PS4, and PC. Omega Strikers on Switch. The Last Case of Benedict Fox on Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, and Xbox One. And lastly, Star Wars Jedi Survivor on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. That's a lot. I get exhausted just listening to all of yeah. that. Any of those interest you? Not really. What about you? I know I've seen some of Omega Strikers before, and I don't know if it was pre-release or what, or if it's just new to the Switch. But the game looked kind of fun. It was interesting. You kind of pick like a specific player, and it's almost like you're playing like it's almost like soccer-ish. And then each character has like your different like abilities and stuff to like either defend or push the ball towards the enemy's goal. Okay. It looked pretty fun. I wouldn't mind trying that out if if we ever. Got a good deal on it. But that's pretty much it out of those, for me at least. Yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of people like streaming Star Wars Jedi Survivor, but I'm not really a Star Wars fan, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've... I mean, besides like the Star Wars Battlefront games, I've never really been into any other Star Wars games. Mm -hmm. And even then, the Battlefront games were fun, but they weren't like 
the, my most favorite. Mm-hmm. All right. And new on Game Pass this week is Cassette Beasts on PC, Quantum Break on console and PC, Blast Blue Cross Tag Battle Special Edition on console, PC, and cloud, and the last case of Benedict Fox on console and PC. And that is a day one release. Very nice. Cross Tag Battle kind of sounded cool to me. I don't know what that is. I imagine it's some like crazy intense version of tag. Or it could be like Tag with Ryan. Yes, that's what I thought of too. (laughs) Well, that's it for what's new this week. Why don't we share where everyone can find us Mm -hmm. on all of our social media. As we mentioned, we stream on Twitch every Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. That is over at twitch.tv slash GamerParentsPod. Or you can find us over on YouTube. The YouTube channel is GamerParentsPodcast. Or over on Twitter at twitter.com slash GamerParentsPod. Or over at Instagram at Gamer underscore Parents underscore Podcast. If you could give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever it is, we would greatly appreciate it. It would be a huge favor to us. Mm -hmm. If anybody wanted to give us an Apple Podcast review, that would be amazing. The best place to come and hang out with us would definitely be the Discord channel. Link for that is in the podcast episode description. We are in there every day talking about all kinds of different things. We are also usually in the voice chats most nights, although not as much lately with Joanne's computer not working. Yeah. But still a good place to come and hang out with other gamer parents. Yes. But that wraps up episode number 65. And that is all that we have for you guys this time. We will catch you in the next one. Bye.